good morning. 8.36, not too bad. Not too good, but not too bad. Um, so, interesting subject matter today. I say that because it seems like I always seem to teach about the demonic side of things, and I don't mean to. <laughs> but as you can see at the top of the page, I call this fail, and I put in parentheses not because of the atmosphere with which we are operating in. Are you going to be able to see? Okay, let me close that door. I'll get it. Okay, Carmen will get it. Just that side. No, no, other one. Yeah. It's off the top of your car. <laughs> yes, that's coffee, Carmen. <laughs> so, um... How did I get here? I don't think it really matters how I got here. Uh, the Well, it, it does a little bit. So let's talk about, we're in the fourth month of holiness and adoption. I don't know if you've seen the cool new poster, whatever you want, painting, whatever out there, but it's really cool. Check that out because that's what we're in, holiness and adoption. Or the spirit of saintliness. That's what we sometimes like to call it. And really... Um, I'm, I'm reevaluating. I shouldn't say reevaluating. I'm reminding myself of what it really means to be a holiness and adoption type person, and and we know that we know that being a son is a calling. God hollers, we answer, <laughs> and we we dedicate ourselves to Him. We devote all that we are to Him. These are like things that we know. And, and this process that we're in, that we've been in since we started this, this walk of, of saint, saints and sons, is filled with grace. So it seems no matter what the month is, no matter what the year is, grace is always going to be wrapped in what we're doing as we walk, as we go and continue. So, your microphone's on. You just made all that noise. Everybody heard you. I'm just kidding. You're okay. Is he talking to you? Okay. No, because I want to get on it because sometimes he's very funny. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> so I have been um, struggling with different things. I don't know about you guys, but I've been struggling with some different things. It hasn't been lately. I've probably been talking about it this whole 2022 so far. You know, and, and I told, I, I was very honest and I called one of the leaders in our church and I talked to her and I said to her, I said, you know what? I don't even want to teach Sunday school. I just don't. I don't want to have, I don't feel like I can hear anything. And I kind of started to listen a few things out. She was good and listened for a little bit then in a, in a way she may not realize got me to shut up because I don't need to be declaring those kinds of things. I don't need to be saying into the atmosphere what is and what is not. I only need to say what God says is and what God says is not. And so, that's right. And so, um, I just kept, I, felt, I just felt like a failure. That's what I felt like. I'm just, a, I'm a failure. And y'all are going to go on and I'm going to be back here just going, see ya! sort of like when I go for a walk with the sparrows and they're walking and I'm way back there because I have short legs 
that's, but anyway, um, and it's, it's not true. I mean, I'm not saying I don't fail sometimes, but it's, it's not true that I'm a failure. And so I was praying and asking God, what's going on? So I started looking at fail in the scripture and I'm like, I don't want to talk about failing in the scripture. I don't want to talk about that. Who wants to fail? Raise your hand if you like failing. Nobody really does like it. But if you're a son, you're okay with it because God will pick you up and show you what happened and get you moving back again if you allow him or you can wallow in your failure. So I don't like to fail. I don't like to be wrong either. What did she say? Opportunity for growth. How many of you like hearing that when you're in a failure moment? Nope. But how true is it? Yes. But how do I? I don't want to hear that. But it's, it's true, Zach. It really is true. Opportunity for life. So I'm just trying to work my way through how things are going with me and then looking at what's happening in the world. And I started to realize, why am I not paying attention to everything? Spiritual. Why am I not asking God the spiritual question? What's the big picture? I'm a teacher seer. That's where I'm supposed to be. That's what I'm supposed to be paying attention to. What's happening in the spirit realm? Figure it out. Well, I don't really have to figure it out. I just have to pray and the Lord starts to reveal things. Now, here's the other thing. I'm going to close this down because I don't like not seeing your face, Adrian. I just can't stand it. And I'm short. Um, new. There's new things that, that's happening. There are new things over here, new things over there, new things that are happening all at the right hand of the Father. And I don't always, I, I'm, I'm like in a place where I'm, I'm good, I'm getting it, I understand, I, I, well, I'm always getting it, but I love the Lord, I come to pray, it's really good, and then the Lord's like, well, there's so much more. There's more praying in different places, and how to pray. There's more ways to say things and to speak things forth. Look for improvements. That's what he told me to do. Look for improvements. You feel like a failure? He said, look for improvements. So I said, okay. And then he started talking to me about the stuff that you have on your sheet. Talking about holiness and adoption. Talking to me about the opposition to holiness and adoption, which is why I feel the way I feel sometimes, which is why you can't go on feelings which is why you feel or, or, or sensing stuff pressing in upon you or around you. Because we're going to talk about the spirit of Antichrist. I mean, it's like a no-dust subject matter when it comes to the fact that we look at things that are happening in the world and we're saying, we are in the end times. We are in the, I mean, how many times have I heard that in like the last three months, four months? I mean, we're in the fourth month of 2022. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then my, me, I'm sure you guys are thinking all kinds of right things. But me, I didn't even think about the Antichrist. That's like the biggest deal in the, in the church when it comes to the end times. We've got to identify the Antichrist. And we have to stand against him. We can't take the mark. And I mean, I could go on and on, right? And it's just, why did I forget about the Antichrist? Now, we know the Antichrist is even here. Jesus even said that in Scripture, right? The Antichrist is, is even functioning now in the earth. Well, we know that it's not just one person. It's a spirit that influences people and influences <clears throat> atmosphere, influences countries, influences all those things. 
and it's it's riding it's riding its black horse through the I don't know it's just going through the whole world right now to me and it seems to be bothering me and now I now I paid attention yeah now I'm sharing it with you so it can bother you I tell you what Vic come here so I can hit you in the back of the head what? Yeah, right. Somebody, anybody, nobody's going to hit. They're too far away. Anyways, don't. <laughs> have you guys even noticed that, thought about that, or seen that? Now, here's the thing. You've probably seen a lot of this stuff and maybe didn't associate it with the Antichrist or Belial. But a lot of the influences that, the, that Belial and the Antichrist use are things that we see. We're like, oh, wow, why is that happening? Well, no duh, Belial. Antichrist, whatever, because they're the one and the same. We've done a lot of, I don't know if a lot, but we've done studying on that, right? We've, we've seen the spirit of Antichrist and we've seen that it's parallel or, or the exact same thing as Belial in the Old Testament. So we've, we've looked at all these things. And if you look, you know, the definition of Belial, which we've talked about too, is something that's worthless, something that's, you know, without profit, something that's, that's well, I guess you could even say meaningless, but also wickedness in a, in a manner. And we'll talk a little more about that. But you look at that and you see, oh yeah, that totally defines the world right now. There are total, there's, there's just tons of wickedness. There's lots of people that feel totally worthless. Oh wait, there's lots of people that don't know who they are. Not just in the spirit. They don't know who they are. I'm just going to stay that and not get myself in any trouble, okay? You know, <laughs> it's a... Say what? They don't know what they are. They don't know who they are. Who's in? Who is that? I mean, that's their upbringing and all that stuff. I know that has something to do with it, but it's the influence of Belial, Antichrist, in the world right now to convince people that they are this or they are that or they aren't this or they aren't that. You and I mean, I can just go on and on. There's so many things. Anyways, but you know. What does Belial key on? What, what does he use? What does, button does he push? Okay, well, your iniquity button. Do you have one of those? I think most of us do. There's an iniquity button that he likes to push. Remember, that iniquity is, I look at it this way in a simple and net term. It's something that you're good at that the enemy wants you to twist and use in a wrong way. It's something God's blessed you with, but he's, he's going to tweak it because he doesn't want you to use it for the glory of God. He wants you to use it for your glory or whatever you want to say. Humankind, because you have to be kind. You must be a human being that's kind. All of these things, Belial influence. What else does he use or Antichrist? Well, the, the old cover-up. You know, when you're trying to clean up your house and you just don't have time, you take the stuff and you put it somewhere so it's covered up and nobody knows it's there. Right? Okay, maybe that was just me. Out of sight, out of mind. What? What am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. What am I talking about? You know, as a kid, where did it all go? Under the bed. Under the bed. And after not too long... <laughs> I know, there's a work with a trundle bed. Use the microphone. Under the dresser. There you go. Hide it. It's just funny. Totally not related. But I remember putting it in the dresser and mom found it and said, no, you need to clean this up and put it where it belongs. Where did I put it? Back? 
mom would never look in the same spot under the dresser. And I got in trouble. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Now, you know, we have an under-the-bed person at our house. His name is Tobias. He takes his clothes off. He chucks them under the bed. <laughs> what are you doing? Is he clean? Yeah. Well, why are you chucking it under the bed? Well, I know it's there. I'll find it later. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyways, I don't know if Jocelyn heard that. She just walked out the door with the kids. Go back. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, the old cover-up. Belial loves Antichrist, loves for us to use that. I mean, it's like all-time favorite thing. Made a big mistake? Let's cover it up. Let's not confess. We're just going to cover up. Gonna... It's really not that big a deal. Sorry? Sweep it, Sweep it under the carpet. That's right. I've never done that. No, I've never done that. I, this doesn't make sense to me to sweep the room, uh, pick up the carpet, and sweep it under the carpet. I've just never done that. But anyways, it's, it's exactly, I mean, that's what Belial, that's part of what Belial uses. You know, just these two things, you can think about yourself, or you can think about people around you, you think about the church, you can think about what's going on in Brevard County, you can think about, all, do you see these two influences happening? I mean, cover-up is like, same as breathing when it comes to certain things in our country. I mean, it's just... Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Okay. Mm. What else? Bilal uses corrupt speech, right? He gets us to say things we don't mean. He gets us to speak things in the heat of the moment we ain't supposed to be saying. We're supposed to be speaking life. You don't think that this has an influence? It absolutely does. And if you haven't seen that yet, then you're not hanging around enough people that are struggling, enough people who don't even know who God is. You just hear the speech and the words that come out of their mouth. You see, you can see it on Twitter, which is a dumb place to go and see that, but you could go see it there. You can see it on any social platform. People that spew ugly, nasty stuff are usually ugly, nasty people. Because why? Well, they don't know who they are. We'll keep coming back to the identity thing, and we'll get there in a minute. Um, and, you know, not just corrupt speech, as we would say, and they're, they're speaking things that are not true, as though they are true. But even further down the line, and in in, in carrying on something as a talebearer, like you're, you've got a story, I got to tell everybody, I got to tell everybody about the story, that whatever it is, truth or not true, just because uh, you can be a talebearer telling something that's true, but does not need to be spoken about. You absolutely can. And so, man, Lord, give us discernment. I don't want to start talking about Bob like I want to talk about Bob. I mean, <laughs> the man in the striped shirt. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. I get it. She's your wife, I understand. Okay, moving on. Kim's like, I don't know what that's all about. Oh, I'll be here all week, yeah. Throw money. Um, you know, it's... Also, and see, see, something's going on with Larry today. Did you guys notice? He's really super stiff. It's, can you tell me exactly where it's at? It's in your back? Lower back. Okay, well, in case you don't remember from a spiritual standpoint, the lower back means you're being attacked, that you're being attacked from the rear, and that in some ways it's somebody in the camp. Which one of you did it? I'm just kidding. I don't think it's somebody in this house, but it could be anybody speaking against authority. You speak against authority, if it's in his lower back, that means his ability to move where God needs him to move is being affected. 
And so, Lord, help us identify, help Larry identify what that might be. But we stand in the gap on behalf of our pastor. That whatever is happening, whatever enemy Belial Antichrist is trying to come in here, it cannot. We speak life into that back area and lots of stretchy stuff so that you can keep moving because it's a pain in the in the spirit as well as a pain in the Yeah. <laughs> How am I doing, Vic? All right. <laughs> back there somewhere. Um, so, you know, the, our, our solution to dealing with Belial is, is in Antichrist is, is pretty straightforward. Communing with God, intercession. That's probably going to be your go-to forever and ever, and it always will be your go-to whenever you're feeling an attack from something, even if it's from yourself. You know, we, we're good at that. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Well, start, start praying in the spirit. You know, because, you know, God's main focus for us is him. That's what he wants us to focus on. His truth, his ways, that's, that's where we need to be. We have to move forward. Now, when we were at the conference in March, which seemed like so long ago, but was only a month ago, just so you know, and I know how I was feeling, and I, I, I got there, and I'm doing the things that... I know God wants me to do, and Pastor Ron came up next to me. Hey, Annette, how are you doing? I said, I'm just having a hard time. I just feel like I'm dragging myself around. I know I told you that. And what did he say? Keep moving. He said, keep moving. And I mean, that's true in the natural, when you're tired and all that. If you're a parent, you understand that totally. You have to keep moving. You don't, you don't have that luxury of going... I'm all you want to, you just can't. But you know what? As a saint, you don't have that luxury of not moving forward. You have to move forward. Now, I can't push you, though there's sometimes I'd want to. <laughs> you have to push yourself. You have to figure it out for yourself. And that sometimes is hard for the rest of us that might be standing by seeing what's going on. But isn't it true, looking just around the world, okay, just in the United States, just in Florida, isn't it true that it looks like the Antichrist and Belial influence and spirit is desperate to stop the saints? Desperate to make us not develop any longer. Do you think that it's okay that with, you know, Satan, Belial, the Antichrist, that we've gotten to a certain point and we're just good here? We're, just, we're not going we're not gonna to develop anymore. Well, at least I know what they know and who they are right here. I might be able to box them in. But if they keep developing, mm, I don't know what I can do. So I need to try to stop them now. Because I don't know what's down there. I just know this is what, I got this here. I can, I can box them in. I can keep them from getting any further down the road to understanding or finding anything new. To do and be aware and be, you know, allow ourselves to grow and to be new. That's, that's like an ongoing demonstration in the world it has been since the very beginning of time so all that to say we must move forward we must remain devoted to prayer intercession our commune with the father and man we must judge by the word of god i know everybody likes to say 
judge and don't judge lest you be judged. And I understand, but that's not, that's, not what God, that's not what God's talking about. He wants you to judge what's happening in the world, in your life, in Saints Network, in, um, on a ministry trip, anything you want, all by his word. Because his word is what? The truth. And that's, that's what we care about. That's what we need. So when we talk about <clears throat> um, holiness and adoption, we talk about the breastplate. So if you guys remember that, that's one of the armor, part of the armor of God that is an emphasis when you're, when you're holiness and adoption. Now if you remember, the breastplate in the Old Testament is what? The ephod, right? And on the ephod there were the identity of all of the tribes of Israel. And there were some other things on there, like erm, such a weird word. But there's these, these, the breastplate identifies who you are. It's your, it's your individual identity. It's also your identity in, in, as a son, as a saint, which is also your individual identity. And then also the place where the Father has put you. You know, that terio that he wants you to be over. It also can represent like your histeme. In, in the natural, the breastplate goes over this section of your body, which is very important to protect in many ways because that's where your heart is. Kind of need your heart to live. Kind of need it. it. Pumps the blood. It's a good thing. In the spiritual, the heart is a good thing. Because not only does it, is it part of who you are, because all of our hearts are made differently, but it's also at the very center of what God has put within you to function in. And your, your emotions and all that stuff are there. God gave those to us. Your mind, will, and emotions are all there. He gave those to you. You're all into, he doesn't want us all to be the same. That would be boring, but I'm starting to think, of all the people in here, who would I like to be the same as? <laughs> Hmm. Okay, not gonna, nope, nope, not gonna go there. Just don't go there, Adrian. Maybe you do. Who do you want to be like? I'm just kidding. So, just that just would be scary. It really is. <laughs> you know, and so too, I mean, you know, the God's very creative. Just look at me. No, he's very creative. He, he looks at people and he made every one of us different. You know, even if you got married, you're still different. He made all of us different, unique, and, and he also speaks to us uniquely and gives us direction uniquely. And then somehow, you want to talk about how to be one in the spirit? Somehow we all move as one in the spirit. That's just, I don't know how anyone could do that except God. As much as you might want it to be. I guess you could come close to saying, if you're an army and you're moving, anyway. So, Belial comes against the breastplates of righteousness, comes against your identity, Antichrist. It's exactly what he does. Doesn't want that to happen, doesn't want that to develop. Um, and also the other part that is important when you're dealing with the influence of Belial and the Antichrist is being clothed in humility. Are you clothed in humility? Is that something that you've put on? Is that part of your everyday wear, as they like to say? So, interesting enough, even though we have the spirit of holiness and adoption, 
one of the names of God that is associated with holiness and adoption is the first name of God on your, on your sheet. Now, this is something I haven't been able to resolve because I know they make write different things depending on what you're looking at for a study Bible. But it's Yahweh Kadash. It's close to Kadosh, which we know what that means, holy. So it roots back to that word. So some of the other places, though, say M apostrophe Kadesh. So I don't understand Hebrew very well, so I can't argue one way or another. But this aspect of God is one of those that, um, sorry, characteristic of God is, is the one that, to me, it gives you, it's part of that commissioning of you being a son. And it, it's really interesting in, in the first scripture there, we're, we're going to kind of see that in Exodus. And I don't know that we'll read Leviticus, but we can because that's something totally, totally different. But still, God has a characteristics of him which sanctifies or sets us apart or makes us holy, which we call set apart. And there's, there, we know that there's a group of people in the world that are set apart by God. We may not know them all, but we know that there are people there. Why? Because it's in the Bible. It says it in Scripture. So it can't just be us. It can't just be the saints network. There are people that have been set apart by him to function as a son. So if you look at Exodus 31, 12 and 13, and it says, oh yeah, in Exodus 31, and actually in Exodus 30, this is all the setting up of tabernacle time, okay? So wisdom is given to certain people in the nation of Israel to be able to construct what has been spoken in Exodus 30. So in Exodus 31, you know, we're, we're, we're still going forward and, and the Lord is talking to Moses and saying, hey, check this out. I think it's interesting too. I mean, wasn't the nation of Israel building things before they exited. <laughs> I mean, they were bricklayers, I guess. But wouldn't you think they would learn other stuff? I keep thinking about when we went to Haiti and we really didn't know how to do anything. And then we realized we can hang drywall. Then we came back home and we hung drywall. I just think that kind of stuff is really interesting. But this is something totally different. Because God just gave wisdom to, in, in Scripture, it's to certain people, but to people to, to, to create all the furnitures for the tabernacle. So in Exodus 31, 12 and 13, this is, what, this is what God says. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak, which is the word to bar, speak thou also unto the children of Israel. And that word children is the word ben, which means son. Unto the sons of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbath you shall keep. That means shamar. For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know, that's the word yadah, which we've used, talked about a lot, that's knowing by seeing that I am the Lord, the plans and purpose of God that doth sanctify you. That, so the whole that doth sanctify you is this word kadesh or kadash, say it right. And so I'm looking at this. So what, what this is saying, and if you just look at the last part, the Lord that sanctifies you, you see it. The plans and purpose of God will make you clean. Will, will pronounce you clean. Will, um, huh? Will proclaim you. Will set you apart. 
plans and purpose of God. Now, you say that, you look at it, you're like, well, that makes sense. Because God's plans and purpose, that totally makes sense. It does set me apart. I'm not the same as I was, but I'm also not the same as, you know, people walking on the earth because I recognize, I know that the Lord is going to make me what he's made me, Um, you know, take me down that path for me to fulfill that. So I thought that was really interesting. And and I thought it was also very interesting when, when Jesus, Jesus, come on net. When God addressed Moses and said, Debar to the sons of Israel. Because that's what we are. We are the sons of Israel. We are the sons of God. Israel was his, his nation, but we are his nation. We are, uh, we are, we are them. <laughs> this is us. And so, yeah, sorry, that's all I had to say about that. Comments? Because I have to think of water. I know Vicky has something. Well, I, I think uh, another way to read that, too, is I, I, as God, saying, I set you apart for my eternal plans and purpose. That's absolutely cool. Yes. I like, I li- I like it. So the next, and this, this, the Lord that sanctifies is only in two places in this arrangement of words. And it's in Leviticus 20, 7 through 8. And before we, before we got to this verse 7 and 8, there was this um, <clears throat> kind of, I don't know if discussion is the right word, but there was this um, revelation about Molech. Do you guys remember Molech? The not-so-nice little G-O-D that likes children, right? They would sacrifice their babies to, to Molech, which we sit here and go, oh, my gosh, and it's true, oh, my gosh. We don't say that. We understand the ramifications of it. But you look at what's happening out there and you see that Moloch is, is alive and well. And, and, and what? In many ways. And it's, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> but did we look at it that way? Yeah, we look at it that way. We understand it's not flesh and blood that brings about the Molech sacrificing it's it's Molech, it's Belial, it's Antichrist. We don't even want you to be born. We don't even need you to be born. Let's just stop it right there. That you won't be able to develop. I saw the almost unbelievable video on I don't know where I saw it on YouTube or Twitter, doesn't matter, about this girl arguing with a, a lady about abortion. And the lady was like, well, when does life start? When you can sustain it. So she finally got the girl to admit that if a baby is born, then that's alive. But she said, how does a baby sustain itself? It can't. It has to have help. The girl just stared at her. She didn't know what to say. Because you got to, it's got to be sustainable. You've got to be able to sustain yourself. Then that's life. And it's like, and that... That, my friends, is what the Antichrist spirit is doing in this world. <laughs> and with that reasoning, any time you become incapacitated or sick, where you can't sustain yourself, then your life should be cut off. Absolutely. And that's I, really, we're there already. <laughs> yeah. We really are. We're, we're close, closely coming there. Yeah, spiritually for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
So sanctify yourselves, therefore, Leviticus 27 through 8, and be you holy, for I am the Lord your God, and you shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you. This is all talking, you know, this is what he said at the end of his, you know, what are you doing with Molech? He's not a nice guy thing, not a nice God, not a God of anything. It's just the enemy trying to influence you into stop developing. Stop being a son of Israel. Stop being a son of God. And the Lord is saying, you know, you need to serve me, really, is what he's saying. You can't serve two gods, we know that. <sighs> okay, so still, so go ahead. You know, I hear people, I just ran across one this week, uh, someone saying about how the God of the Old Testament was so um, uncaring because he just, he had, he had his people wipe out all the other people. Why did he kill so many people? Yeah. Right. But you look at this and you realize they were all following some sort of demonic persuasion that was trying to destroy any potential of sons. Mm. And so if you're trying to promote relationship with your people, why would you want to keep people around that are promoting the very antithesis of that? Right. And they're dedicated to that. They're not just along for the ride. They're all greatly devoted to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and you know, let's take that a step further, right? We live in what most people would call as a democ democracy, a, re a really a republic, and and we have a lot of rules and regulations that are supposed to be followed that were written from based on the Word of God, as far as I can tell. When it comes to our Constitution, etc., I can't say for all the amendments after that, but we, you know, it was a <clears throat> the basis, and really, there's a concept in our world of. Uh, in the United States of live and let live kind of a thing. And <clears throat> I sometimes find myself falling into that as well. <clears throat> Sorry. Where, you know, it's okay, you can believe what you believe. You know, I'll talk to you, okay. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but you know, when it comes to a Belial or Antichrist influence, if it's something that continues longer than it's, you know, it continues and things start getting twisted in there then you get yourself in trouble so the world is the world enemy lives in it so do lots of people that follow the enemy so do lots of people that have no idea about the enemy so do lots of people who don't care about God I get that we're in a place where we've got to care <laughs> we just we just have to You were just talking about how life uh, is sustainable or not, and I was I made a comment in the back about how it's spiritual, and that because we we can only sustain life with God. Period. Absolutely. We can't do it on our own. There's no way, and that's what's being proven all around us. And I imagine Adam and Eve still standing there, looking at God as they got apple on their mouth, <laughs> you know, and and going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And going, oh, what are you talking about? You know, denying right in front of him with juice dripping the down their up. chin. Yep. Yeah. You, he, he saw the identity damaged right there and loved them immediately. He immediately threw it back in their court. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And that's what he's doing today. He's throwing it back in our court continuously. He's, he's saying, you now have death dripping down your chin. <laughs> you now are killing your babies. Mm -hmm. You are now unable to sustain yourself. I was teaching you how to sustain yourself in this garden and how to make it grow and how to create new things. And you just killed that all. You turned it all to death because I am what that is. And you just denied me. And I have to give you a free choice right now. And so you're talking about how you're having issues with that mm -hmm. and how saints around the world are trying to pick up that ball and run with it and how it's the end times. And I believe that's totally what it is. And more than that, if we're, we're, we're taking Jesus cloth and wiping off the apple juice of our, you know, on our mouth, mm -hmm. we're, we're ingesting him as well and becoming what that is. So... You're, 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 the main thing I'm saying is because you're putting this as a thing that is separate, I'm sort of saying it's happening now, but it's a process, and it's a live process. Right. And so I'm seeing that all these things that you bring up really are showing opportunities springing forth. And we're supposed to be bell ringers, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the words of Jesus said that you are in the world, but you're not part of it. Yep. And that concept of being part of means that we are not grafted into the world. We are not getting our sustenance from the world. We are not getting our values from the world. But we have to be in the world. So we are the influence that God has ordained from the beginning. You know, and like uh, Carmen was saying, it's, it's the purpose for why they were created. And, and we are restored to that purpose through the blood of Christ. Yeah. And, and so that's how we overcome. We overcome by the blood of Christ. Mm. Uh, we have the resurrected blood. We have the, that, uh, that point of uh, partnering with God, uh, of, of stepping into that deliverance of what God wants done. And, and that's how... Uh, he expects us to function. That's how we are going to overcome. Yeah. And, you know, i got to tell you, and I'll declare over all of you that the evangelists within you will come forth in these days because we need to change the spiritual atmosphere in the places that we go. And I'm talking even at your home, you know, even in your, even in your bedroom. The atmosphere needs to be, what is God doing? I'm going to do that. The atmosphere has to be, I don't want to say positive because that, that's, that makes it so demeaning. Yeah, it's, it's the glory of God. We must welcome his glory everywhere we go and make it known and, and, and you know, do something we've never done before. I don't know what that would be. Some of you have an idea, but I don't know. I mean, be really nice. I don't know, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what you said, it's going to be moment by moment. You know, you can't yeah. have an idea in your head and say, okay, I'm going to go out and do this because that's your idea. You know, our, our goal is to go out and do what God is showing us at that moment mm -hmm. and being that Pagah uh, intercessor to jump on that and to take that moment to release God's glory. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, you can't predict that. That's a suddenly kind of a situation. Suddenly. Oh, I thought you were going to say something, so that's why I paused. You know, you know, I remind myself of where I was and where I am today. And and that gives me a lot of joy when I start thinking, oh my God. And also not complaining. I have had to say that to myself, I can't tell you how many times. Let's look at the Belial scripture that I have on there for Deuteronomy 13, 12 through 15. It says, if thou shalt hear, that means Shema, say... In one of thy cities, which the Lord thy God hath given thee to dwell there, saying, Certain men, the children of Belial, are gone out from among you and have withdrawn the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known. That, that sounds ridiculous to us, but you know how enticing that is for some people. Then shalt thou inquire and make search and ask diligently... And behold, if it be true, and the thing, which means to bar, certain, that such abomination is wrought among you, thou shalt surely smite the inhabitants of that city and the edge of the sword, destroying it utterly, and all that is therein, and the cattle thereof and the ed with the edge of the sword. I think it's talking about what you were talking about, Vicki, about why, why did God destroy certain cities and all that. This is talking about that Belial influence that enticed an entire city of people to leave. The inhabitants to abandon their terio, to abandon the calling of God, and to go and find something that gave them pleasure. Let's go. Let's go this way. You, you don't even know what this is like. Does the enemy have those kinds of things around the corner? Yep. Yep. All the time. And you think of, so, you know, what, what are the things that Belial brings? If you allowed an antichrist Belial influence in a, in a region, or even inside of you, or not inside of you, but you bring it in your realm, it brings about fear. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give you um, Belial words. Let's not talk Belial words, shall we? Let's not even do that. Um, and Psalm, I think your next scripture is Psalm 41.8. Is that the next scripture? Thank you. Right? Okay. You know, an evil a disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him, and now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. You know, that word evil is the word Belial, or the, the hmm. no, that is the word Belial. I'm going to talk about a derivative of it, but it's still there. And what is the word disease? Dabar. <laughs> Belial words. We know no Belial words from our mouths. Belial gets people to turn aside. That's that whole thing where he got a whole city to leave, to turn away from what, what was what. Now, I don't know. When I say a whole city, I'm sure there was a remnant. But a whole city to abandon their purpose, to abandon their terio, and go out and look for something they think they're missing. Let's go out here. I think I'm missing this. Psalm 101, 3 through 8, it's the next scripture that you have on there. And it talks about, I will set no wicked, belial thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. Belial will cause you to turn aside from your call. The Antichrist is there to stop your development. If he can get you to turn aside a little bit, he's a happy man. 
Happy is not the right word to use, but that's, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, it shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the what? The faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. I want to be perfect. He that works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that tells lies shall not tarry in my sight. I, I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Wow. I mean, right? It's what, it's what we were talking about. Vicki brought it up first. <laughs> Which is sort of nice to know because it means it's nice. That there's clean boundaries. There's definitive clean boundaries between what is of God and what isn't. Absolutely. It's sort of like he's reassuring those who are left in a way. Yeah. And Oh, sorry, Larry. Go ahead. I just keyed in on the city of the Lord. You know, the city is has, first of all, gates and doors. And yep. we've had great studies on the gates and the doors, the gates of, of commerce, the doors of, of uh, productivity, and, and all that you know, that goes on in the city is going to be protected. And uh, we don't want to let the enemy come in and use our gates and doors. Right. We don't want them to sabotage what God has already created, what God has already established. All right, I'm holding. Well, he said that gates and doors, that's really cool because it says, too, that like there's some people in the Bible, like Simon, who actually uh, partook of some of the histemes God said about the earth, right? Is that what it's called? And uh -huh. uh, so what this is sort of also saying to me, and what Larry just said, is that means that even though evil is using those things, it doesn't, it means he knows it, and he's still preserved it for those who will take on this task of, of you know redemption with him mm -hmm. so nobody wants to take the microphone from you. just drop it down there just throw it down anywhere yeah you know um and this is one of the a psalm that that david that david wrote not this david but he could write something like this i just know it but really david's focus is where am i abiding where am i hanging out what am I letting influence me? And, you know, I say the things I say in the country that we live in and how God, you know, established it in his word, but then how it's kind of going all over the place. We're going to, things are going to get worse. We're, we may end up feeling more secluded and isolated than we ever thought we would. Not because they come and put us in a concentration camp or arrest all of us or anything like that, but because of what we believe and what we know, we're going to find ourselves... Like, yeah, okay, and just keep keep going. And, you know, I, I hate to say it that way, but something along those lines. And it's not going to be as fun as we think it might be because sometimes it's going to make us leave some family members behind, like our family that we love, you know? I, I don't like saying that, but, yeah, God's looking for the faithful. That's what we need to be hanging out with is the faithful, those people that are wholly devoted and, and for the most part, I'm saying that we are. I'm not saying anybody here, you're Carmen, you're just hanging around. You're... No, no, that's not it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're where God wants us. And we have to keep making sure that we're still where God wants us. 
You know, abiding means like to sit down, you know, to take a seat, take that authority. But in so many ways, it doesn't mean we're going to sit and not move. We're going to sit and keep moving. We're going to stand and walk. Go, Vic. Well, we've got to remember that when it says, my eyes shall be upon the faithful, he's not just looking at us. It's talking about the, his ways, the way he moves, the way he flows across this earth. Absolutely. That's, that's only going to be with those who are faithful and those that are dwelling, abiding in him. And so anybody else, you know, it sounds like these are all awful people, you know, that it describes. But really, the person that works deceit is just somebody that is just really lax. They're, they're just not, they're not pressing in. Yeah. And, and they, you, you can't, I mean, if you're not pressing in, at some point you're going to be able, you're going to be speaking falsehoods because you're not going to be drawn along or flow along in grace mm -hmm. with the way that the spirit, his ways are moving. Yeah. How that, that flows the edge of the sword is what Carmen said. And we also, we also know the sword talking about the word of the Lord. And our commune there and the way we study, the way we look at things, you know, boy, has, 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 has the Lord really downloaded some really neat stuff, not only in us and in Larry, you know, but even in Pastor Ron, these things. And he's like, I've just never looked at it this way. And that's what we're going to be saying a lot of, I think, until the day we die. I just never looked at it this way. And I kind of feel this way for me about this study, especially about the Bali. Like, I just don't think I ever looked at it that way. Have you ever looked at it that way? Do, do, you, do you know what God's doing? And the only way to know that is to spend time with him. Like it or not, that's it. And it's, yeah. And there you go. Okay, so let's look at uh, Romans chapter 1. So here's the spirit of holiness and adoption. Now, how many times have we talked about holiness and adoption? More than we can count on one hand and finger and toes and knees and toes and shoulders and all that kind of stuff. You know, I know that God's intention, we know that God's intention from the very beginning of time was to have sons. That's what Adam and Eve started out. They were, they were his. He can call one man, one woman, got it. They were his. They were his children. They were the people he was going to build upon. They were the people that were going to bring forth the, the whole earth, the people of the earth. Now, I don't understand all how two people can, but whatever. <laughs> I don't understand all that stuff all the time. But this is what God's intention was to, to, to bring this about. He first, he first had, I, I just right, can I say it that way? He envisioned sonship from the beginning. I don't know if he would have said it that way. Would you have said it that way, Lord? <laughs> but that was, that was his, you know, his thought process was to have people who loved him and he loved that he could commune with and, and move forward. It, what? Yeah, chosen. Yes, they chose. Now, yes. Well, this choice represents right. um, a devotion, um, something that, that we are able to process and, and um, say yes to rather than just take assignments and fulfill them. Mm -hmm. That was the angelic host. They, they took their assignment That's true. and they fulfilled it. Mm -hmm. What God was wanting was, was someone, were, were beings that were created in his image with that ability to process, to evaluate, 
to look ahead and to anticipate and to make a choice that would take them um, in the direction that, that they were supposed to go, that they were created to go, and to realize the value that they had and to realize the uh, the relationship and function in that relationship. So it was it was God wanting to be in partnership, and and for a partnership there has to be a choice to be partnered. Um, you 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 don't have a partnership with people who don't share the vision, uh, but you know. No, you don't. There, there doesn't work very well. Yeah, you know, those <laughs> who share the vision have made a choice and said, "This is this is what's good, this is what is right, and this is the way I'm going to go." And that's what God was looking for, and He still is. I think we uh, know a lot of people in our lives that actually we can sense that they do share the vision, but they don't know it. You know, there's people in our lives where we can sense the God in them trying to push out of this place they're in, their darkness they're in. I mean, whether it's family or not, friends, anyone, or people we just meet, you can sense that, that there's a pushing there. And I, I tend to react to that. I mean, I don't know if, I'm sure you guys do too. Whenever you see that, you get excited and you're like, oh gosh, God's doing something. You know, I mean, that's our whole purpose, you know. And even as a church body, I think too, when we see other countries, you know, doing that, we get excited and we want to help them push through, you know, even like in Brazil, it's awesome. Uh, that I mean, I don't understand it all, but uh, Pastor Ron has been saying, hey, they don't know the scriptures. They don't have the tools like we have. They don't have the background, but they're pushing like crazy. Mm. You know, I think that's exciting. Well, to suffice to say that God is always bringing us along. And, and no matter where we are in our walk, he's still bringing us along. And uh, so like Carmen was saying, you can sense what God is doing in people and how he is bringing them along. And, and our job is to facilitate, to, to bring them to that next level or to, to bring that word to them that they're ready to receive. And that's the key. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the spirit of adoption, uh, holiness and adoption. So in Romans 1, 1 through 7, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. That's that interesting word, a forizo, which if you look it up, it, it does talk about a separation just like the word uses, but it's also, mm, what's the right way of saying it? You know, you're setting up a, a boundary. I'll, I'll use a Carmen word. Um, you know, a boundary around some, go ahead. No, I want you to go because you probably have a better definition. And I'm well, it's to like you're it. defined and you're ordained by those boundaries. Yes, that's it. For the For. objective of, of the Euangelizo. Euangelizo. It's not Galizo, it's Galeon. Oh, Galeon, okay. Yeah, the good purpose of God. Good purpose, right. Absolutely. And so that's why it's separated under the gospel of God. We've got this good news, the good word, which doesn't mean what a lot of people think it means. It's not just saying I'm going to talk about the gospel and Jesus and okay. It's talking about the whole kingdom of God, sonship, what it means to belong to the Father what it means to be his. Um, verse 2, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power, dunamis, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. We've got a lot of insight from resurrection from, from some teachings that have come out from, of Dallas as well. 
by whom we have received grace and apostleship. Congratulations, you're apostle and you didn't know it. For obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Among whom are you also the called of Jesus Christ. Isn't that an interesting way of saying it? You are called of Jesus Christ. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I know there's so much in that scripture, but it's 9:30, so I'm just I'm going to keep I'm going to keep going. So the next time we talk about the spirit of adoption, that was the spirit of holiness. Adoption in, in Romans 8:15, and we've we've read this and we've studied this scripture. You, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the, the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So you can see Belial, the Antichrist, is going to bring about a spirit of bondage and a spirit of fear. These things are going to be part of his makeup as he moves. Because here, if you have the spirit of adoption, what happens? <laughs> we have the Abba, Father. We have the one and the only. Okay, what was the other scripture that I wanted to read? Yeah, I know. I, I was. I didn't know. Ow. I think, well, you guys can read those too. We've read them before. I just, I wanted to say some other things that, that Belial can bring about is um, imagining evil against the plans and purpose of God. In Nahum 1.11... I want you guys to write that down and look at that when you get a chance. Uh, and I closed my computer, so let me see if I can get it open real quick to read that scripture. I can. Now, can I find Nahum? Oh. I know, Nehemiah, knowing that, Nahum. Thank you, Mom. Small prophet, Carmen. Thank you, Carmen. Verse 1, I said chapter 1, 11. There is one come out of thee that imagineth evil against the Lord, a wicked counselor. So many times when I see, when I saw Belial, that word, and the, the derivative of that word, which means to be worthless, to have nothing, you see wicked counselor all over, all over the place. The word wicked is a Belial word. And it, and it says, so there is come out of thee that imagines evil against the plans and purpose of God. So, what I wrote down the imagine? Yeah. So imagine, we think of imagine as Something we make up. So part of the definition of imagine in, the, in, in Strong's is to fabricate. And so there are those that will fabricate evil, wicked. Okay, it's not the same. Let me look at it. Ra'a, it's raw. That will imagine bad things against God's plans and purpose. And we so live that in every day right now. People telling us we don't know what we're doing. We're doing. People that are saying God isn't real. Every kind of wickedness you can imagine. God's plan and purpose is for all of us to become sons. That's his plan for us. It always has been from the very beginning. 
And all people do is, is talk bad about that. Well, not all people, but that's what a lot of people do. They talk bad about it. Not necessarily us, but yeah, necessarily God. All they do is talk bad. God doesn't have anything good for us. God doesn't have this, 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 this. this. It goes on and on. So <clears throat> here's what I'm going to say. We're also a very prophetic people. You all are prophetic people. Let your prophetic influence across the land, but where you are, in your home, whatever, in the country, all of that, let that be focused on what God is doing and not on what you see. And that's a, that's a kind, can, can kind of be a hard thing to do, but see, if we go by appearances, what does that say about our church? I'm not trying to be rude, but appearances in the world of this church is, why aren't they closed yet? How many people you have going to your church? How come you guys aren't closed yet? You have a building? You have two buildings? What? How, how's that possible? People that walk by our church say things like that sometimes while I'm standing out there picking up trash. Wow, you guys got more people going to your church? I don't see very more cars. Anybody ever had a neighbor say anything to you like that? Walk by? Most people just like, can I cut through your... <laughs> you cut through whatever. You know, don't let, don't let that, let your influence be God, obviously. Do not let it be Belial. Don't let Belial trick you into agreeing what you appear to see in the natural. Agree with what you see in the spirit. And that's what you speak. Right? I, I have to keep saying stop complaining. Read the rest of Nahum according to Carmen. Of course, Carmen. Read it according. Karma, could you like? No, I'm just kidding. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Amen.